To, we'll get them started so that we can get right into the meat and potatoes of the service. Uh, I'm going to ask Lynn, since you're kind of standing, do you want to come up and do your announcement? Oh, and taking the coat off. Wonderful. Or I can get the affirm committee to go first if you want, Lynn. You're ready? All right. It'll be Lynn, and then the affirm committee can come up right after, please, and thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Ah, kind of out of breath. Anyway, if you would turn to your back of your bulletin, you will see that the Stewardship Committee is doing our um, Count Your Blessings, Share the Wealth for uh, Latin donations to support the general fund. Um, it's just a fun little thing to think about. We think about how many cars we have, how many houses we might have, or cottages, or in Catherine's case, she's still paying off her loan for her shoes from last year. <laughs> Just think about this. You don't have to mark each one down, but it gives us something to think about to know how blessed we are and how lucky we are to live in this country with all the things that we have and how we can share them with those around us. Just have some fun with it. And it's to be turned in by um, April the 2nd. Thank you. Thank you, Lynn. Oh, while I'm waiting for Adam to come down from the Affirm Committee, um, I have a couple of announcements myself. Uh, so just planting a little seed here, uh, on Easter Sunday, there's been a few people who are, have expressed interest in joining our fine establishment here. So 
Um, on Easter Sunday, I know it's not necessarily traditional to have a membership Sunday that day, but what better day to have it to celebrate Jesus rising and celebrate new people who would like to join our church. So if you are interested in that, please feel free to email me and we can have a conversation about it. Um, it's pretty, pretty straightforward. You would just have to, there would be a bit of a public profession of faith. We kind of make like some, some bonds to each other. Um, so yeah, if it's something that's on your heart, I'd ask you to prayerfully consider it. And if it's something you haven't thought of, but now you're feeling maybe a little bit of a nudge, please feel free to reach out and let me know. All right, Affirm, you ready? Sure. All right. Oh, okay. I wondered what they were. wanted to use the mic <laughs> okay so we did this a few a few years ago in the before times for Pi Day and uh, we kind of last minute threw this together so apologies to the other firm members that maybe don't know what's going on but you'll have an idea once we start um, and uh, it's a call and uh, you're gonna call back to me the only word that you are going to call out is pie you will call out pie when I say yummy, and you will call out pie when I say I want. Okay? Are you ready? Can we just try? How loud can you say pie? Ready? Yummy! Pie! That was pretty good. <laughs> okay, let's get this started. You ready? Yes. I guess. Okay. When I say yummy, you say pie! Yummy! Pie! Yummy! Pie! When I say yummy, you say pie. yummy, pie. yummy, pie. apple, rhubarb, peach, and pear, any pie, we don't care, I love pie and you love pie, yum, yum, yummy, yummy, pie. Thank you. Let people know why we did that. So, <laughs> so the reason we did that is because Next Sunday is Pi Day. Well, Pi Day is actually on 3.14, so March 14th. But we're cheating a little bit. Um, so next Sunday, we're doing Pi Day from the Affirm service. We're actually taking over the service next Sunday. Uh, you don't get a Sunday off, though. You still have to do stuff. <laughs> I like pie. And, and beyond that, our committee is bringing wonderful pies to have, so you're welcome to stay after the service and have pie with us as well, too. And ask any questions or concerns. We'll be around to talk. So yeah, we're looking forward to seeing you all next Sunday for Pi Day. That is actually how I prefer to eat my fruit, is in pie form. It's delicious. Uh, um, any other announcements before we get into our service today? 
One last thing, I just wanted to um, send out a big thank you to all people who helped out or attended World Day of Prayer on this past Friday. We hosted it. Uh, lots of very positive feedback and grateful people for, for us being able to host it, the delicious food that was served after. So thank you very much to all of you who were involved. This land on which we gather is the traditional land of the traditional ter and, the, and the traditional territory of the Odawa, Mississauga, and Anishinaabewaki First Nations, and the Métis people, and that we are all people of Treaty 45 and a half. We worship Creator on this land and acknowledge with respect the thousands of years of ceremony and relationship that are etched in footprint, fire, and faithfulness on the soil and rock that surrounds us. I'm going to invite you to have a gander at the screen. And during Lent, so last week, Sunday, was the beginning of Lent. It was a bit of an anomaly, though, because we had our pizza and annual meeting. So for the remainder of Lent, we are going to do this Sing the Centering Chorus that happens right before the, the prayer of confession. So we're going to use it at the time, at the beginning, to just be able to kind of release, let go, and focus. So choir, I was thinking, would you mind singing it through once so they could hear it? And then we could join in a second time. Would that be OK? Um, we can stay seated. You guys can stand if you want, though. OK. Sure, that would be great, thank you. Let's join in with the choir, please. God, we confess that there is a wanderer in each of us, and that wandering doesn't always take us to your promised land. Have mercy on us as we walk with Jesus into the wilderness through this season of Lent. Open our senses to the truth of your word, revealed in Jesus the Christ. Pardon us our sins of commission and omission, as we silently bear them before you now.
Oh God, help us to remember your loving kindness to us now and in the past and turn ourselves to you from the ways of the world. And all God's people said, Amen. Friends, in the Bible it says, Come to me, all you who are burdened with heavy loads, says the Lord. Come to the Lord for the forgiveness and rest that is promised to each of us. Amen. And I invite you to stand as you are able and join in singing our gathering hymn, More Voices, number eight, and on this path. The lyrics will be on the screen. I'm going to ask that you join in our call to worship. You have a little response that will come along, and it's in the bold at the bottom of the screen. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John. On this day, we come from many different suburbs to remember his story, to offer our worship, and to give witness to our faith. Gather us in, O God, leaving the security of home, family, and daily work, Jesus began a brave new journey. May we be willing to embrace new paths and new ways. Gather us in and invite us to venture out, O oh God. Knowing that Jesus would have begun this journey with human fears and apprehensions, we find the freedom to admit that we are not always courageous. Gather us in and give us courage, O oh God. Jesus remained open to the Spirit all the way, so as we gather to hear the familiar stories of Lent and Easter, may we be willing to hear them address us in new ways. Gather us in and grant us receptive hearts and minds. I invite you to stand as you're able and join in singing our opening hymn, More Voices Number 7, Gather Us In, and we'll sing it through two times.
Welcome each other. Welcome the stranger. Welcome all who come. As Christ welcomed everyone, no matter what their background, no matter what their social status, as Christ welcomed enemies and friends, outcasts and leaders, foreigners and neighbors, let us open our hearts and homes and lives. Let us be Christ to everyone we meet. May the peace of Christ be with you. Please take a moment to extend the sign of peace to those who are around you through a little wave, maybe a peace sign if you'd like. Peace be with you. Holy One, as we light our Christ candle today, may we be mindful of how your love persistently shines, even in our times of wandering, our times of searching for the truth, our times of doubt and pain. Be the light of our lives, we pray, and bring us back to you again. Amen. Please join your hearts with mine in prayer. Let us pray. Gentle spirit, we have come through the growing excitement and light of Advent, Christmas, and Epiphany. Now we turn ourselves inward. Now we shine the light of insight we found into our hearts to discover what is there. Bless this time of reflection and guide our steps as we journey the Lenten road that leads us through death to life. We ask this all in the name of Jesus, your son, who is wandering in the wilderness with us and taught us these words to say together. Our Father, who art in heaven,
Thank you, choir. That was absolutely beautiful. Are there any young people in the house that want to creatively come forward and share some time with me this morning? If so, please do so now. All right, morning. Really? That's it? I mean, I know I wasn't like morning, but I was like morning, and I get morning and nothing. Let's try it again. Did you? Oh, sorry. I was distracted by the strawberries. Just tiny little. All right, why don't we do it really quiet then? Morning. Oh, perfect. How are we doing today? Yeah, thumbs up, side. How are we doing? Good. Shall we uh, turn around and on the count of three ask them how they're doing? All right, let's turn around and have a little peek. Ready? One, two, three. How are you doing? Oh, we got some mixtures. All right, excellent. Turn back around. How was your week? Very good. Good, good, good. Yeah, some little side. Good. Excellent, perfect. Uh, count of three, shall we ask them how their week is? So turn around so we can see. One, two, three. How was your week? No, we have a mixture again. Wonderful. So today, when you're down doing all your learning downstairs, we're going to be talking about control. What does control mean? Not to do something you don't want to do. Okay. Yeah. All right. Are there things in your life that you can control? that you feel you can control? What are some things that you think you can control? Your actions. Anything else? What books you read? Yeah. Anything else you can control? All right. So I, I'm going to need some help from the four of you because I think the adults might struggle with this next piece. And they're going to need your help so that when we get to the message eventually, they might have a better understanding of it. So what are some things in your lives or in our world that we can't control? The weather. The weather. Like when Mother Nature gets her anger on and brings the snow and like the freezing rain and... It's not fun the snow day the next day. True. Snow day the next day, always nice. <laughs> what are some other things we can't control? Can't control the sun or God. or God. Can't control God. You can't control your actions sometimes. I can relate to that totally. Well, there you go. Now, can we control other people? No. Can we control their actions towards us or towards anyone else? Uh, amen from your lips to God's ears. Um, what about spinning, the earth spinning? Can we control? Can we make it go faster, slower, stop it? You'd want to know what would happen if it went faster? Day, night, day, night, day, night. Nice. 
Now, when we talk about things like the weather, and we're like, we can't control the weather, how do, what feelings are happening in your body with that? Are you kind of like, eh? It depends on what weather it is. I can't control anything. Because, like, some nights, but then also the rain is kind of cool, too. Yeah. Yeah. Then you get to destroy them. Yeah. He's creative. But you feel kind of calm a bit, right? Like you're, you know, if something, if the snow happens, it happens. We can't worry about it. We can't change it. So we just kind of let it go, right? And that's what God is wanting from us. So when we do life every day, there's going to be parts in our day where we feel like maybe we're in control, and there's going to be parts in our day that feel out of control. But regardless, God is always there. And especially in those parts when we feel out of control, I know for me, sometimes if I can't control my actions, if I'm maybe feeling like really angry and want to say some hurtful things to somebody, or I want to throw something, sometimes I have to ask God for some extra help to be able to calm down. Yeah. So when you feel like you're kind of out of control or things are feeling kind of chaos or like they're moving all around, turning to God would be something that can be helpful because God is always in control. All right. So let's take our left hand, our right hand, clap them together. Do you think they did it? No, right? Like, well, be a Laura Lee. Be a Laura Lee. Let's try it again. Left hand, right hand, clap it together. Please repeat after me. Dear Jesus, thank you for loving us, teaching us, and helping us when we feel like life is messy, chaotic, and out of control. We know that we can always turn to you and you will calm everything down. We just need to ask for help. Thank you for that. We love you. Amen. All right. Creatively leave the sanctuary, hop, skip, jump, whatever you'd like. There you go. Have fun in Sunday school. Good morning. Just a heads up, Jen. I don't have the Matthew reading, so you may that's, want. Yep, no, that's okay. <laughs> I was asking God's help, I'll tell you. The minute for mission this morning is the history of the local mission fund that came about. I often talk to people and say, well, we did the healthy people, healthy communities, and they look at me and think, what in the world are you talking about? Um, Reverend Margaret Bain, wrote in the annual report in 1990, that was 33 years ago, Margaret wrote, one of the projects that I have been involved with this year has been the outreach com committee's work on the program of healthy people, healthy communities. 
We've had the opportunity to take a very close look at the community of Hanover and its people. We, has, we have discovered that indeed we live in a healthy community, but there are some areas of need and difficulty that need to be addressed. End of Margaret's quote. Jerry Asling wrote in the report the same year that our church has been selected as one of the four congregations to participate in a project called Healthy People, Healthy Communities. This is a process of which we find out the needs of the community and then select one or more of these needs as a congregation to work on for the next year. Many extra hours were spent by members of the committee as, as they collected information for the project. The project was proposed by the General Council Division of Mission in Canada. Grace Church has always been a leader in the eyes of the National Church. End of Jerry's quote. And Jerry still leads us onward and he's been a fantastic leader. Since 1990, each year the Outreach or Social Action Committee searches for needs in our community as well as reviews the one the congregation has supported in the past years. One of um, my concerns since 1990 is the Women's House of Gray and Bruce County. We have supported them financially as well and have taken up donations of personal products that they will need for their stay in the crisis center. Through COVID, it has, it has needed our support more than ever. And in 1990, the Mission and Service Fund, the big fund, we raised $44,307.96. We did alcohol and drug concerns, $900. Canadian Bible Study Society, $1,000. Queen's Bush Rural Ministry, $900. And Women's Crisis Centre, $300. Total $3,100 for local mission. And total MNS was $44,000. 2022, a big difference. Mission and Service Fund, 18,217. Gray Bruce Chaplaincy, 1,300. Camp McGovern, 10,500 or 50. Women's House Serving Gray and Bruce, $1,645. JDSS Mental Health, $2,000. Salvation Army Food Bank, 1,250. Canadian Food Grain Bank, 1,250. SMART, which is the uh, disability van, $1,000. Youth for Christ, $1,000. Total amount received for the local mission was 10495 We budgeted it 9200 so there was an excess of 1295 Please, please continue to support these very important local mission projects. Thank you always for your generosity. Today's scripture is from Genesis, chapter 2, verses 15 to 17, chapter 3, 1 to 7. The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to, to till it and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, you may freely eat of every tree in the garden, but the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat for in the day that you eat of it, you shall die. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, 
Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the servant, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it or you will die. You will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for, good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened and they realized they were naked. So they sewed up fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Catherine. So today's message is giving up control. And I had alluded to this Lenten series that we were going to start, and it's all about giving up something. I remember in my Catholic youth, um, it was a big deal what you were going to give up for Lent. And it was supposed to be something that tempted you the most or something that you really focused on. Mine generally included chocolate. And I was pretty good for maybe a couple days at a time. And then chocolate would sneak into my life some way. And then, oh, 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 I have to do better next day. So I would do it. And it was, it was hard. It was hard to do it. But then as I evolved and have come into the United Church and started thinking about Lent, I was curious if there were other things we could give up other than possessions or food or um, things that are more materialistic. And when I came across this sermon series, I thought, yep, that's exactly what I think we need to talk about a little bit. It's wonderful to give up things, material things, or things that you know um, you tend to focus on. But it's also nice to give up things like parts of our personality that maybe we don't necessarily. They're not. It's not necessarily the best. Like giving up control. I am a control person. I like to be in control. Um, Somehow, in some way, my mind seems to think that if I feel like I'm in control, then everything is fine and calm and wonderful in the world. That's never the case. But I have this constant battle with my mind. And I'm sure some of you have this as well. And I'm excited that you have it because I'm not alone. But I'm also sad for you that you have it because I know that it's really hard. So in 2019, Madonna released a song titled God Control. The lyrics and music video are very powerful in relaying Madonna's frustration with the easy availability of firearms in America. Madonna believes that America is deviating away from its religious roots and now guns, rather than God, are in control. There's a very powerful bridge section in this song that has a children's choir that sings the following words over and over. We lost 
God control. We lost God control. There is also another line Madonna repeats over and over again in the song which says, we need to wake up, wake up. We need to wake up, wake up. So during children's time today, we talked about things that we could control and that we can't control. And imagine if we could navigate everything in our lives from the way of knowing that we can't control things. Things just happen regardless. That we place our trust in God and that whatever happens in our lives, we know that God has us. That'd be pretty tough, right? Pretty tough to think about letting go of worrying about your kids or your grandkids. Letting go of worrying about test results that you're waiting for. Letting go, worrying about where your next meal might come from or how you're going to pay your hydro bill this month. Letting go of worrying about you haven't spoken to one of your siblings in decades and will you ever get to speak to them again? If we handed all of that over to God and came at it from the perspective of, for example, like the weather, we can't change the weather. The weather's gonna happen, whether or not we say, yay, we want snow, or no, we don't want snow. If, if it's the plan for snow, snow is happening. I wonder how much more peaceful our lives would be if we were just, okay, well, that's how it is. And that's not being dismissive or complacent. It's just surrendering and knowing that we are not in control and that God is in control. In our scripture passage today, we heard about Adam and Eve being tempted by the snake in the garden. Even though Adam and Eve could want for nothing because God provided everything they needed, they were still tempted by the snake who played on their humanness and their innate need for power and convinced them to abandon God's will for their life and eat the forbidden fruit so they could be just as powerful as God and control their own destiny. If we think about it for a moment, that kind of doesn't sound half bad, right? If we're able to control our own destiny, we get to make our own decisions, whatever happens, happens. It's kind of a control freak's dream come true, right? Be able to control things. But in my experience, when I've tried to control things, it never turns out as well as when I give it to God and then God takes over and works through me or others and brings things and pieces into place that I never would have thought of. And it's always far greater, far richer than what I could ever have thought for myself. And in our scripture passage from last week where we saw the devil and Jesus having a little back and forth. The devil was trying to tempt Jesus while Jesus was in the wilderness. So here again, we have that devil was playing on the humanness of Jesus. 
and tempting him with great power over everything so he could control everything. I wonder what the human side of Jesus was like during that time with the devil. And this image popped into my head. I don't know if you could relate any time in like cartoons when you see like the main character is challenged with a decision and like a little angel pops up on one shoulder, a little devil pops up on the other. I kind of wonder if that happened to Jesus where, you know, one side of him was like, you know, no, we know that there's a, you know, God's in control and there's a greater plan and we need to stick to the plan. And like the little devil on the other side is like, oh, come on, though. You would have control over all of this. Look at how beautiful this kingdom is. Look at the power that you could have right now. All you have to do is like turn stones into bread. All you have to do is renounce God and bow down in front of the devil. I kind of wonder if that was happening a little bit. So how do we know when we are trying to control things in our lives? I came across this story that I thought illustrated a really, it was, gave a really powerful illustration because I don't know about you, but I'm just guessing that when you try to control things in your life, it actually works in the opposite way for you. You would probably get a little more anxious. You would get a little more frustrated. You would get a little more worried because once you feel like you have control in one area and then something else kind of starts to happen over here. So you got to maintain the control here, but then have control over here as well. So now we're maintaining two things and oh, a third thing is starting over here. So now we have here, here and here. And you kind of feel like you're putting out little fires all over the place. That's how it kind of manifests in my life anyways. So this story is titled The Weight of the Glass. Once upon a time, a psychology professor walked around on stage when, while teaching stress management principles to an auditorium filled with students. As she raised a glass of water, everyone expected they'd be asked the typical glass half empty or glass half full question. Instead, with a smile on her face, the professor asked, how heavy is this glass of water I'm holding? Students shouted out answers ranging from eight ounces to a couple of pounds. She replied, from my perspective, the absolute weight of this glass doesn't matter. It all depends on how long I hold it. If I hold it for a minute or two, it's fairly light. If I hold it for an hour straight, its weight might make my arm ache a little. If I hold it for a day straight, my arm will likely cramp up and feel completely numb and paralyzed, forcing me to drop the glass to the floor. In each case, the weight of the glass doesn't change, but the longer I hold it, the heavier it feels to me. As the class shook their heads in agreement, she continued, your stresses and worries in life are very much like this glass of water. Think about them for a while and nothing happens. Think about them a bit longer and you begin to ache a little. Think about them all day long 
and you will feel completely numb and paralyzed, incapable of doing anything unless you drop them. So the moral of the story is it's important to remember to let go of your stresses and worries. No matter what happens during the day, as early in the evening as you can, put all your burdens down. Don't carry them through the night and into the next day with you. If you still feel the weight of yesterday's stress, it's a strong sign that it's time to put the glass down. The fact that we have stresses and worries would indicate that we are trying to control things in our lives. As a Christian people, we know that we pray to a God who listens. And if you don't know that, I'm telling you that we pray to a God who listens. No matter how eloquently written and recited your prayer is, or how raw and discombobulated your prayer is, God listens no matter what. And when we have those stresses and worries, it means that we are trying to sail our own ship. We are trying to be in control of our lives. But when we let it go and we surrender it to God, this God who listens when we pray, and sometimes our prayers could just even be help. I need help. Maybe we don't know what it is that we need help with, but we just know we need help. Or I can't do this anymore. I can't, I can't carry this load anymore. I need help. We need to take that time and lay it down at God's feet. And it doesn't just have to be in the evening. It can be at any point of the day. And we need to surrender our need for control and trust in God, even when it's terrible feeling, even when it's so heavy that you just don't think that the creator of the universe could handle this. Remember that the creator of the universe made the stars, made the animals, made the earth, made the light and the dark, and the creator of the universe thought that each one of you was needed in this world. Don't carry the stresses, don't carry the worries, don't try to be in control. Let God handle it. God wants nothing more than the best for each one of us. And if we give it to God and let God take the wheel, I promise you that peace that we heard the choir sing about a few minutes ago will be this most beautiful peace that transcends all understanding that will be in your heart and your mind and your soul. And when you're able to experience this peace, you are able to radiate that light out into the world and give people hope which is part of what we are called to do. Adam and Eve disobeyed God, thinking they knew better than God, with disastrous consequences. While being tempted in the wilderness, Jesus denied his own impulses and followed God's will. In the modern world, we are used, where we are used to having control over so many things, we often fail to seek God's will for our lives and try to call all the shots ourselves. 
God wants us to deny ourselves and give God the final say when we are charting out the course of our lives. Friends, as we continue our journey through Lent, we need to wake up and not lose God control. We need to surrender our burdens, our worries, our shame, our fear, our judgment, our hatred, and our reliance on the need for us to have control in our lives and give that control back to God. And then hold on to your seats because God's gonna do some pretty incredible things. May it be so, amen. All that we have, all that we are, our feasting and our fasting, we offer to God. Let us now present and collect our offerings. This morning's offering will be received. to stand as you are able and join in singing our offering response hymn, More Voices, number 90, Don't Be Afraid. Please stand. Loving God, may these gifts be a catalyst for truth about how we are blessed and how we are broken and how we are given to your world for hope and healing. And all God's people said, Amen. Please be seated. Before we enter into the prayers of the people, I would just invite you to close your eyes for a moment. We're just gonna take a couple of deep breaths in so that we can really focus and sit in these prayers that are being offered. So close your eyes, please. Take a deep breath in and scrunch your shoulders if you would like. And let it out and drop your shoulders. And one more time, big deep breath. and let it out 
scrunch your shoulder, or let go of your shoulders. Please join your hearts with mine. God, our heavenly creator, from whom all families gain purpose, direction, and life. When we need bread, you don't give a stone. And when we ask for fish, you don't give a snake. For you are good, you are strong, and you are loving. As your children, we come to you asking, seeking, and knocking, and you respond, come, child, and open your heart. Confident in your grace, then, we come asking you to hear our prayers. As we pray for those who need healing physically, emotionally, mentally, or spiritually, we ask you to overcome infections, restore broken bones, eradicate cancers, Strengthen weakened hearts, clear fluid from lungs, reduce swelling, take away pain, overcome depression, and speed recoveries. We also pray for strength of mind for sick souls, for successful surgery. Hear our prayers for grieving families. Comfort them. Protect them from despair and keep hurt from damaging fragile relationships. Hear our prayers for your world, Lord, as tensions run high. Give your people in such places daily bread, basic necessities of food, shelter, clothing, and protection. And may their compassionate action and clear declaration of the gospel bring hope and life to all. And we pray for this nation, Holy One, Please guide our leaders and representatives and give your wisdom to judges. May we as a nation know what is good, holy, and right, and have the courage to do it. And wherever people serve in harm's way, protect and enable them to act justly and with compassion. Wherever relief workers work tirelessly to aid the homeless and hungry, the dispossessed and poor, Give them strength to care, and to care some more. Hear our prayers, Lord, uh, also for this, your church. Stir up our faith to trust you more, and to risk more for you in our community. Give us spiritual eyes, open wide to your vision for us. Help us to let go of the need to control our lives and put our trust in you. Deepen our love for you, for each other, and for those who have yet to call you Lord. Meet us on the road and change us as we learn more of your grace and love in our Lenten journey. In all things, hear our prayer that we might be more like Jesus, in whose name we pray. Amen. I invite you to stand as you're able and join in singing our closing hymn, Voices United, number 112. Oh God, we have wandered. We'll do verse 1 and verse 3, but they will be on the screen as well.
Wherever you go, God is sending you. Wherever you are, God has put you there. God has a purpose in your being right where you are. Christ, who indwells you by the power of his spirit, wants to do something in and through you. Believe this and go in God's grace, in God's love, and God's power. In the name of the creator, the redeemer, and the sustainer. Amen. Please join in singing our benediction hymn, Voices United, number 115, the fourth verse only, Jesus Tempted in the Desert.
arms of strength for hearts that break in grief. We'll leap and dance the resurrection story in close.